Welcome to Kicking It with Kevin. Kicking It with Kevin. A podcast for parents by Kevin Noviello. This podcast is all about the pains and struggles of parenting. Get tips and tools to help you build your child's confidence, self-esteem, and social skills. Through this podcast, Kevin aims to give one child, one parent, one family, the confidence and social skills to communicate with anyone. Ready to get started? Here's your host, Kevin Noviello. Hey, parents, welcome to Kicking It With Kevin, a podcast for parents. I'm your host, Kevin Noviello. I've got a packed filled episode of tips for you guys today. So please stay tuned. But first, listen to my sponsor, which is my book, First Day Best Friends. Need a guide on conquering your child's social anxiety? Get Kevin's book, First Day Best Friends, available at gsakenpo.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to Kicking It With Kevin. Again, I'm your host, Kevin Noviello. The episode today is, why does my child always interrupt me? Now, some of you parents out there might not have your child interrupt you. You might not be bothered by the interruption, but a lot of parents feel it differently, right? We, we, we got to try to find that balance. So listen, first of all, I know it's stressful. I know it could be aggravating. But remember, they're learning from the biggest influences in the world, and that's us parents, right? We are the biggest ones. Now, I'm going to talk to you guys about some tips and some counter tips throughout this whole episode, but I want to talk about why do they interrupt us, right? So the number one reason why is impulse control. You know, for example, mom, mom, mommy, mom, or hey, dad. While you're in the middle of a conversation, it could be with anyone, it could be on the phone, it could be talking to the just to another parent in the playground, it could be anywhere at a sporting event, talking to their coach, it doesn't really matter. It could be talking to anyone in particular, it could be talking to your, your own spouse, right? And understanding that the impulse control, now you have to understand the real important thing is, is, is the age between two and seven, that's where it's going to really escalate. That's the important age group that you really have to make sure you hone in on having a child understand what interrupting a conversation is all about, right? Now, the second one is boredom. If they're bored and they're not getting the attention that they think they deserve, well, that's going to be a serious problem for them. And in their world, listen, hey, I want to be not on board. I want something to do. Now, you could obviously give them busy toys and whatnot, but we all know after a while that doesn't last too long. Now, the third one is social skills. Now, some of us understand that social skills are real important for our children. Now, if they lack some of those social skills, they're not going to understand the cues and when to ask a question and when not to. And that could be lack of answers from a previous conversation that you had with them. And all of a sudden, they're clicking in their head and they want to be able to get that question answered immediately, right? And again, obviously communicating with each other, right? Like... Before you start talking on the phone or talking to a parent, sometimes at the young age, you want to say, listen, I'm going to have a conversation with this person. Please don't interrupt me. Please be patient and wait your turn. And those are kind of something that, you know, with with the social skills, it's obviously going to take time to develop. Now, the last one is just seeking attention. That might give you the, the, the guide to, to really understand that, are you giving too much attention to your child all the time? Or do you not give them enough? 
And and that's a that's a you know serious balance that you alone parents have to figure that out. And it's going to take time. And, and the key thing is is understanding that when they're at the young age. And, and and listen, a lot of people always ask when what age should I start this situation or that situation of being a parent to your children. Listen, the sooner it is, the better it is as they get older. Because if you start doing it when they're thirteen and fourteen, interrupting, it's going to be a whole different on the ball game. That's probably with the toughest aspect of trying to make them communicate and, and understand to a different level. Now, think about this. Here's a real here's a real point of view I want to I want to bring to the table. You know, you could also look at Zoom and Google Classroom, right? Might make this even worse for you with interruption, because you got to figure that one, they're in a classroom setting. Two. There's a teacher there. Three, they're online, and I don't know if they're getting muted. Are they getting unmuted? You know, there's so many, you know, attributes that could happen. But really, it could have gotten worse because of Google in Zoom. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that this could be the reason why your child is always interrupt you because on online they're trying to seek that attention. Hey, can you see me through the camera? Or, uh, pick me, pick me, and you know, and obviously that human interaction and connection might have been difficult. Now, what I want to talk about now is what triggers interruptions, right? Well, I'm going to go back to what I previously said, seeking attention. If you haven't given them attention all day or they know you're giving someone else attention, it's almost like a jealousy factor. They want to see what attention that you can give them. And that's normal. You know, it's, it's, it's normal to do that. But obviously, as parents, we have to make sure we have checks and balances with them, right? Here's the other thing. Do you interrupt other people? Do you interrupt your spouse? I mean, that's madness, right? If you're interrupting each other and you're not even letting each other talk, well, guess what? That's influencing and putting a pressure on your child that's going to create a whole different other ball game to make them say, well, hey, if mom and dad are doing it, why can't I? So we have to make sure that we're always keeping ourselves in checks and balances with our kids. Listen, I know we're not perfect. Again, I say it in all my episodes. There's no perfect parent book out there. There's no perfect online course. I'm just speaking what what I feel is important. And I'm just trying to spread out what what I've learned because I'm still learning, man. I put it this way. I'm I'm, I'm a parent forever, right? Parent for a lifetime. that's, that's, That's the way I look at it. The third one too is anxiety. You know, Kids might be feel alone in a certain area. If you, if you say, listen, go watch TV, no one's around and the, the show's not interesting and they just feel like they're by themselves, they're going to go run and seek you out, right? Uh, obviously, they, they're looking for your, that attention from their parents. could be super stressful for them, but it's, you know, it, it's just part of life. Parents, what are your guidelines? What are your rules when your child interrupts you? Do you have a clear picture of what you're envisioning for them? What do you want them to make sure they understand? And what I'm going to do is uh, at the end of the show, I'm going to tell you me and my wife's what, what we do for our guidelines. Uh, and it's a lot based a lot about obviously two things. One, verbal and nonverbal communication with them. Two key areas, right? And it will depend on this, the variation of the circumstances of when they're interrupting us and when they're not interrupting us. So stay tuned to the end of the show and I'll go over those tips for you. Okay. Now, and I talked to you about this earlier in the episode, right? I talked about what, 
what age? And, and I, I really believe between two and seven. Now, it's a fine line. Yes, you want to do it right away, but you got to also understand they're still learning how to do communication, right? They're learning how to communicate. So you have to make sure that you're setting the guidelines differently for the two-year-old through and the five-year-old to the seven-year-old. They're different because you want to make sure they're communicating. And, you know, let's be honest, you're going to let them interrupt when they're younger anyways. It's just a habit because you don't want them to not be social and you want them to be able to communicate, but you also want to make sure that they're learning structure, discipline and patience at the same time. So that's kind of the, the understanding of that. Now, when you do this and you are going to start correcting them, give them the example of when they interrupt, let them know, you know, obviously in, in the better thing to parents, look at the trends, when do they normally interrupt you? Is it when you're on the phone? Is it when you talk to, you know, a relative? Is it when, you know, you're out in public or whatnot? There's going to be certain cues that you get and trends you're going to have to recognize because if you're able to do that, then you're going to let them know what was the right time to do it and when was the wrong time to do it, you know? And, and it's not easy. Trust me. I'm still in a, you know, my kids are 10 and 12 right now as we speak and I'm still, they're still learning. You know, one has a better grasp than the other, but that's just about learning. And trust me, like I said earlier in the episode, it is hard. I know it's stressful. It, it, it could be aggravating at times, especially when you're repeating yourself. But I remember, they're still learning. That's that's the that's what gets me through it. And again, I'm, I'm not the perfect answer. This is just what I'm telling you, what I believe in. And not just going forward is, is a big, big, you know, accomplishment if we were able to do that right now again start it right away but know the age limit obviously give them examples and how they're supposed to be able to understand when to you know be patiently and then when to interrupt right i mean it's a fine line but again coming back to you i'm just giving you this point of view to make sure that you understand what needs to be done right and the big thing is two parents try to keep your cool as much as possible I know it's tough. It, it can be, you know, super frustrating, like I said, but you have to make sure that you, you keep, keep your cool. Don't overdo it. And just got to make, it's going to make it a better understanding for them and for you. When you're on the same page and you're teaching them, right? That's a whole other ball game that to make sure they're at that level and they, and they understand because being a kid, and their world is not the same as us parents, right? It, it feels like we grew up so fast, which technically, you know, it's probably a lifetime. But when we look in our kids' eyes, it feels like it's, you know, they, they're growing up so fast. So, so that's the biggest thing that you want to make sure that understanding the fact is that what their age is, it's going to be frustrating. Having patience, making sure you're teaching them to be able to do that, right? And here's the thing I want to discuss with you, right? In time interruptions, right? When they do this interruption, and meaning in time, meaning at the moment, make sure that you know you, you look at you have your eye contact and your verbal communication going with them, going at them. Excuse me. You, you want to make sure that they they understood what just happened, right? And and again, give them certain aspects of understanding that that wasn't a great time to be interrupting, right? But as they get older, you might want to keep them more accountable on that. 
And, and that's just the beauty of being a parent. I mean, we're always going to make mistakes as parents. Our kids are going to let us know that we make mistakes, but it's super important, right? Because I know that my oldest, he's really caught on. He catches himself a lot quicker now than he did when he was younger. Now my second child is learning that the hard way now. You figure they would learn from their oldest siblings. Sometimes they do on some things and sometimes they don't. And that's kind of the, the hard part of that is making sure that they understand and be on the same page as us. Again, us assuming that they're going to be on the same page all the time is just totally impossible. We, we want to make sure. And, and you know what's crazier too is that when they both interrupt each other and trying to get your attention, man, that drives me up the wall when they do it to each other and they know they do it to each other. And that goes back to seeking the attention. Like I talked about previous part of the episode is that that's the biggest seeking of attention is if you have more than one child and they're trying to fight over, you know, your attention, let's be honest. If they do this to their siblings, it could hurt their friendship with other friends. You have to be aware of that, that you don't want your child to be like, Oh man, I can't even get a word in with, with that person. And all of a sudden your child, nobody's talking to your child because all they want to do is one, control the conversation and two, make sure they're center of attention. And three, you know, the other child's just like, I'm sick and tired of dealing with it. I want to make sure that I have a say too as well. So it's important to, to make sure we, we keep our children in check when it comes to interrupting just us because it could spread like wildfire to everyone else. Now, I also want to talk to you about a couple of cool little things that me and my wife do, and it's really, really important for them. Like I talked about it early in the episode, I was going to give you my little tips and stuff. This is what we talk about. There's three things that we do verbally, right? Number one, we talk about excuse me, right? We just say that word. That's all we say. The nonverbal is the eye contact at the same time. That's all we say. Now, do they understand on that two years old, three years old, four years old? No. But we say that consistently since they were two until now. That's our number one verbal and slash nonverbal communication. So hear it again. When they interrupt us, the first thing we say is, excuse me. And we give them the eye contact. Right? That gives them that cue both verbally and non-verbally, right? Then what we do is the second one, non-verbal and verbal, right? Is we'll say, do you see that I'm talking with someone? Now, next one, it's a facial expression. Now, I'm not giving them the daggers, but I'm giving them a serious look, making sure that they understand with my whole facial expression. Now, it's it's a little bit different than the first one because I'm using eye contact one. This one's here is my whole facial expression. I'm being serious. There's no play, you know, making sure that they they understand, you know, my face, you know, you know when when you have a stern facial expression, that's what it is. That means no smile, no nothing. The first one, yeah, you could smile and say excuse me. Obviously that's that that can happen, right? Now, the third one is now I have to be more frank and I'm loud. And I'll say, wait your turn. I'm talking with someone, right? Then that's where my hand expressions come in. My head's bobbing up and down and making a a point to them not to interrupt me. And those are the three things me and my wife do, right? So let me reiterate real quick, right? Number one, we talk about, we will say the verbal, excuse me. 
give them eye contact. Next one, do you see that I'm talking with someone? That will be the facial expression, the serious facial expression, right? Number three, I'll say, wait your turn. Now, I'll be louder than the other previous two, verbal and nonverbal, right? And I'll be using my hand gestures and my body expression. And that's super important because then that brings it to the whole other level. And using my kids know, whoa, that means mom and dad mean business when I get to level three. So you could go level one, level two, level three, right? You know, red zone, uh, toxic zone, nuclear zone. There we go. That's how you can look at that. And with them understanding that those three uh, nonverbal and verbal communications, it gives them the understanding of that. Now, again, age is always different, but I'm still using these whether they were two and to 12 years old. And, and the reason why I say that, obviously my expression and my voice is going to be a lot different, right? I might smile more when they're younger, but as they get over at past five, then I'm done with the smile when I say, excuse me, then, it, then I mean business, right? Um, maybe I'm not moving my hands away and more of, you know, I'm, I'm looking at them with more eye contact and that's important. Like, cause, cause with the eye contact, getting them to understand, because this, this, if you do this to your kids, look, listen, repeat those two words, you watch and how many times that your child will pay attention to you. Right. But you can't go, okay, it's time to look and listen. It's got to be straightforward, direct and to the point. Look, listen, be stern, have an objective, having, you know, an end in mind. That's what you're looking for. Okay. Now I want to talk to you guys about one other thing that we're going to, I'm going to give you. Here's another little tip. Like I said, there's a, this is a bunch of tips and tools, right? Here's another way that's a little bit more relaxing, but it's also accountability on a, on a whole different level. So this is what we do. So number one, what you do is do a fake phone call right? It doesn't matter what age they're at. Do a fake phone call. See what, how they handle that fake conversation. You can make a little white lie, say it's someone that they really love to, to, to be able to talk with. And then that's right then and there, you're going to communicate to them about waiting and understanding what it's all about. And then have that conversation because then it's a less stressful thing because you know how it is when you're talking with someone and you really, you know, having a conversation, if it's a friend you haven't talked to in, you know, months or whatnot, and all of a sudden your kid's interrupting this way here, you do this fake phone call that helps them communicate on waiting and having patience. You're not so stressed out because it's a practice run for them. This is where you can really train them. That's how I look at it. Like, like right now we, we, we got a puppy, right? And trying to train all over again. There's so many different uh, abilities that the dog can do and so many things that he wants to do that I don't want him to do. It's a whole training process. And when I go for walks with him, that's when I do the training. So it's not so much stressful for him where it is if I'm just at the house or if, or if I'm with the dog trainer, it, it seems to be a lot more stressed there. But when you're out in a different element, it's a little bit different. Now, the second one, and this is my most popular one, I think, dinner talk. I think this is the best way to help with interruptions. It all talks about taking turns. Hey, Nick, wait your turn, because now it's Olivia's turn. Oh, wait a minute. Mom's the one that had that conversation started first, so let her finish. And it's great, because you know why? Because at dinner time, and, and we should all do this, it just gives a little bit more relaxation. It's just you and, the, and your family 
being able to do that. And you, what it is, you spotlight everybody. You give them their spotlight. You give them their time to talk and be able to express themselves. But then obviously in that time, there will be some interruptions. Perfect opportunity to do it. So those are my two bonuses, right? One, do f- practice with fake phone calls, right? Three, have dinner talk. Be able to sit down with them and be able to do that. And to me is, again, this is just something that me and my wife do. I'm not saying it's 100%, you know, foolproof, but it's something better than nothing. And that's the biggest thing we have to do, parents. We can't be afraid to try, right? And if it doesn't work, move on to the next thing and try something different or, or tweak it or modify it. And that's okay to do that. Listen, it's not popular when your 16-year-old or your 22-year-old is still interrupting you. And I see it a lot. When I go to restaurants, I'll see it sometimes with older parents with older kids, and they do it all the time. I'm like, really? I'm like, how is that? It's like, then all of a sudden you get distracted from the conversation, and it's like, oh, where were we? And and, and then all of a sudden that conversation goes nowhere. So with me and my wife, that's, that's how we handle that. I hope that you guys are able to take this, discuss it with your spouse. Hopefully this will help it with your children too. Obviously, listen, the biggest way that they're going to get to stop interrupting is have communication with them. Have your rules and guidelines with them, right? Recognize when they're doing it and understand as they get older, if you start with them at younger age, it's going to get better. Remember, you're not going to school your two-year-old the same way you school your seven-year-old or your 15-year-old, but you're still going to make sure that they keep themselves accountable. And that's what this podcast is all about. I'm just trying to give you some tips and tools that I felt that work really good. Again, my oldest is better at picking up these cues than my youngest. So the youngest one is obviously trying to push that envelope, which, you know, that's why we love our children, right, parents? (laughs) All right, parents, well, listen, thank you so much for listening to my episode. Please subscribe to my channel. And also, if you can, share it. And you know what? And I just want to make sure my goal is this. I want to help one child, one parent, one family to have the best life possible and be able to be the best parent as possible too as well. Because parents, listen, I'm on your side. I know a lot of things in the world aren't really on our parents' side, but you know what? That's what makes us great parents, and I'm sure you're going to rock it out of the park. All right? You guys make it a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. You've just listened to Kicking It With Kevin. Kicking It With Kevin. Your child's journey towards conquering social anxiety and building self-confidence continues. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. If you know someone who can benefit from this podcast, share it with them. And let's help each other in raising our children the best way possible. Thank you for listening. Until Until next next time. time. Until next time. Until next time.